one rule about hot chocolate, my good friends. You better never, ever let it rule. Good afternoon, morning, wherever you may be. This is the Furries and Football Podcast number 17. Happy Christmas, Merry Holidays, whatever it may be for you out there. I am Manny Jones, live from the studio apartment in Idaho Falls, Idaho. Of course, I am joined by Mr. Zeus Pegasus right down in Central. Lord of Zeus, back from the Finns game, how we feeling? <laughs> the hype is real, but also with a huge bunch of nervousness here, so, oh man, I got a lot to talk about that trip, the NFL, I mean, we're getting started in a deep in the bowl season now, and the rest of the year, so there's a lot, there's a lot to go over, man. Oh, there, there is a plenty to go over, we will talk about the NFL Week 15, Week 16, uh, firing of a recent head coach. And we'll talk about our pick em. And Zeus will bring up UCF's big, big bowl game. But we do have some news to get into very briefly uh, to bring this up here on this beautiful, beautiful Wednesday uh, afternoon. The big breaking news right now, according to uh, Nicole Auerbach, Bach, excuse me, of The Athletic. I'm, uh, this is just breaking in the hours, Zeus. Jim Harbaugh faces a level one violation for providing false or misleading information related to impermissible contact with recruits during the COVID dead period. The level one violation? What does that translate to? Level one. So if you don't know, other than the, of course, the sign scandal that has been kind of dead in the media for a little bit, but the NCAA is still still investigating this, of course. The NCAA was also investigating impermissible contact with officials. Now, they have sent a notice of allegations and that Jim Harbaugh faces such a violation. Now, according to the NCAA bylaws in 19.1, violation structure 19.1.2, describes level one violation that seriously undermines or threatens the integrity of the NCAA collegiate model as set forth in the bylaws, including any violation that provides or is intended to provide a substantial or extensive recruiting, competitive or other advantage, or a substantial or extensive impermissible benefit. Among other examples, the following inappropriate circumstances may constitute a level one violation. This includes lack of institutional control, academic integrity violations, Failure to cooperate in NCAA enforcement investigation. Third-party involvement in recruiting violations. Cash payment or other benefits provided by a coach administrator or representative of the institution's interests. So, of course, they are. They have said that, that, that Jim Harbaugh faces a violation for providing false information relating to this contact in this investigation. So... Interesting stuff happening, of course, uh, the wrong time for this kind of investigation to be happening, but that is a level one uh, NCAA violation, Zeus. It's not That's looking a, good. It's not looking good no, for Michigan, man. No, no, man. And I mean, the, that game, we're not too far away from that game as well. Yes. So it's, a, it's a pretty interesting um, way, or at least period for fans. Like, is anyone really going to root for any of these teams to win? Alabama or Michigan? I, I don't think so. They're both at the center of huge controversies and privilege. So it's uh, it's pretty nasty. I mean, to think that I think the only school uh, that I'm hoping would win probably like a Washington. But Ooh, yeah, that's just me. <laughs> I'd love to see the Pac-12 do good at the playoffs. Uh, it is, of course, bowl season. 
A uh, couple notable bowls I'll bring up real quickly. Western Kentucky with a big comeback win over Old Dominion, the famous Toastry Bowl winning over Old Dominion 38-35 in OT. UTSA with their first bowl win in program history, 35-17 over Marshall. Their head coach got dunked in coffee. I, I, I love college for that stuff, Zeus, because we got, we got the Mayo Bowl. Someone's getting dunked in freaking mayonnaise, and it's going to be awesome. Does, does the NFL have this? Exactly. They... They, exactly. It would, be, it would be a lot more fun. Oh, oh, and oh they, agreed. These bowl games need to do whatever they can to stay relevant. So, yeah. Bring I do. I love slimness. it. I love it. I mean, you got the potato bowl. Someone's going to dunk some French fries. That's going to – that is this Saturday. Uh, or just in Utah State. And I do think they have the Pop-Tarts Bowl, where I've been told the mascot is edible. Don't even get me started. But your uh, – that sounds like a nightmare. It, it does. It does. I've seen the it pictures does. of it on on Twitter. It's a nightmare. But your 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 nights. They right. are at Let's Raymond go. James Stadium, not too far away from Orlando. Hey, Georgia Tampa Tech. Hotel team too. Yep, that's right. <laughs> Georgia Tech and your UCF Knights in the Union Home Mortgage Gas Barilla Bowl. How are you feeling about this? Um, you know, I'm feeling, I'm actually feeling pretty good about it because um, there's a lot of opt outs and transfer portals on both sides here. Um, for UCF, I mean, we're losing a key lineman and curve shoot. Amari Johnson, one of our wide receivers, Kenny Coopit, an edge rusher. And I think what the biggest thing here is probably Corey Thornton. Mm. He absolutely helped solidify our secondary to uh, get some wins down the stretch in Big 12 in the second half of the season. So it's certainly a big blow there. But, you know, I think these teams are evenly matched. And I think that both teams see this game as an important uh, jumping off point. Um, hopefully, um, a good performance here would land some more um, recruits and stuff for e- either program. I mean, I think that's always at stake when it yeah. comes to these games. So, um, yeah, this is this is our time because the last uh, couple bowl games for UCF have been pretty rough. Um, we look pretty flat and pretty uninterested to be there, and I want this to be where they kind of turn around and have a bit of an uplift going into the Big 12 next year. I have been told, though, I mean, you mentioned this in our write-up on the uh, what we're going to talk about. That uh, former UCF head coach George O'Leary will be there. He coached the Knights, of course. Those that don't follow UCF, he coached the Knights for 12 years, guiding the team to the fourth best turnaround in NCAA history, of course, leading UCF to that big upset win the BCS era in the 2014 Fiesta Bowl. Big stuff, big stuff. Yeah, I was at a Buffalo Wild Wings when I saw that live, and that was pretty hype. Did not oh. expect to go in and win, and it was a good cherry on top. I mean, although it did lead into the winless season a couple years later, but yeah. hey, no, no one's going to take away from what O'Leary did. Oh, of course. Um, of course. So I think it kind of upsets me that some UCF fans would be like, ah, O'Leary, what the heck? He kind of held our program back, and I just can't argue the opposite. Like, I think he set the foundation yeah. for us to really soar to where we are now. I So I don't think we should be entitled as UCF fans. Like, we should be thankful that we rose to power five status um, as quick as we did. And yeah. O'Leary is the guy who got yeah. us there. So yeah, I mean, one like, of the guys. I'm in the same boat as you. Cause like, you know, considering where the program began when he took over, I know. Yes. He had a winless record when he first twice, 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 winless record twice for, when it, on his first year and his last year, he resigned, of course, eight games into that season and was replaced by Danny Barrett. But at the same token, I mean, he did turn around the program. I mean, you go from 0-11 in year one, and you go 8-5 and the next year, 7-1 the conference, you host the first ever Conference USA title game, go to a yep. bowl game, 
and then you open up the bounce house and you play on Nash TV against Texas. You get big games of going, you, and it leads into you getting top-ranked, top talent to, to Orlando. You win the Fiesta Bowl, which is still one of the biggest upsets in that entire in that era. I, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, Baylor was a 16-and-a-half-point favorite. That is one of the biggest upsets, according to Vegas, course, of all time. And you won by 10 against the Baylor Bears back in 2014. We never trailed in that game. It's yeah. A phenomenal game that we just out offense the number one offense in the country somehow. Yeah. With, 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 you know, this is like, this is, this is Baylor right after the big year from freaking uh, RG3 a couple years prior. I may not be wrong on that, but you, 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 I mean, I know I can hear that. Why I can see why some would to that. That's not like, look at what he did for the program. One of the winningest coaches in your program's history. Yep. Should definitely, I, yeah, I know that it, it, it didn't start and it didn't, end you know that good but still i mean he's the winningest head coach in the in the history of your program actually second winningest behind gene mcdowell but yep, McDowell. second winningest head coach in your in your entire program you know you got your own facility from from him coaching and building up the team so it's like he set the foundation for what your program is today it's just that simple yeah yeah it's just i just want fans to remember that we should yeah. be thankful even though obviously no one's perfect, um, I think honoring O'Leary from both sides, Georgia Tech and UCF, is going to be a, a good moment. Go ahead to look back because my God, it's been ten years already. <laughs> so time flies. Yeah, man. we're getting ancient over here. I know, but it was a good. <laughs> I'm sorry. Hey, <laughs> no, no, good... no, no, you're fine, man. You're fine, brother. It's been a good season. Um, that was a good season. There's been some a lot of a lot of highs, more than the lows over that span. Um, I was there um, in the band. Actually, I was part of the marching nights. Uh, you were? We won our, oh shit! Yeah, okay, okay. When we won our first bowl game, we won our first bowl game, and I was there in the in the rain. So uh, we beat Georgia ten to six in the Liberty Bowl, and as soon as we won, it started raining afterwards, and the, the band was going nuts. <laughs> oh, I, as they do, as they do. I've, I've known a couple when I was when I was with when I was the mascot at Western Carolina, and uh, knew a couple guys in the Pride and Nons. They would go hard. And that's just what I expect. I never played the fight song so dang hard in my life. <laughs> I, dude, <laughs> I would moment. I would be going nuts if I was in your shoes. <laughs> well, I hope the best for the Knights. Of course, that game will take place on Friday. the 20 Friday. That's right. This Friday, the 22nd of December. That's our big college uh, football wrap-up right now. Uh, the transfer portal is active. Recruiting day is today. We'll take a look back at some of these recruiting classes next week. The big thing I will touch on is Haman Dumas Johnson. Oh, big yeah? linebacker from Georgia has flipped and transferred to Kentucky. Dominic Riola, a top QB prospect, has switched his commit from Georgia to Nebraska. So some big flips are happening. Uh, we'll see what else happens in the college football landscape. I say it's time we jump into the end. FL. Let's do it. Okay, let's talk about the god dang Pittsburgh Steelers. Let's. Mm-hmm. Maser- row, man. Maserati Mitch. Ma- Maserati Mitch Trubisky. You know, Zeus, I was working when this game happened. I, I-, I was at work. I was at the hockey arena, and I'm like, you know, they're probably going to lose, but at least they put up a good fight. First quarter. I'm pumped. We're up, we're down six, we're up six nothing. You know, then we score again. We're throwing the ball. It's 13 nothing. That's right. Do, do, do you good. know? 
do you know how many points we allowed after that? We didn't score again, and we allowed a total of... How old are you? 30. How old are you? 30. 30 points! 30! 3-0, not now, 13. This is no disrespect, of course, to the Colts. I am. A, I mentioned this, I think, on a... I might have mentioned this on the podcast before. I'm a big Gardner Minshew guy. So I knew he would do something. I, I, knew, I knew he would do something uh, this game. But good lord. Three tugs, like, absolutely just carving up this secondary that is supposed to be good? And Zeus... This team yeah. has given up. This coaching staff has given up. Hey, zoot, 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 zoot. There's a yeah, moment no, in this that's game. A, that's pretty uh, big acquisition there. Well, let me. I'll give you an example as to why. Chris Boswell. Well, I know he had a he had a he had a rough season. Uh, you know, a couple a couple you know weeks ago, a couple years ago. Mike Tomlin made one of the dumbest decisions I've ever seen. This is and go on. Okay. Chris Boswell, one of the most reliable kickers I've ever seen. I have grown yeah. up with Jeff Reed, with Sean Swish, that four weeks of Josh Scobie as the Pittsburgh kicker. Don't even, don't even get me started. Whew. Mike Tomlin. All right. The Steelers are down 24 13. Three minutes, right. 21 seconds of the game. They are, it's fourth and 14. All right. Yep. My man, Chris Boswell has a career success rate of 82.68% from 50-yard field goals or more. He sends him out to take the field goal. And then he pulls him to punt the ball! That's, uh, that's coaching pretty scared you, there. You, and you, 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 not only that, you pull this, de this defense for an injured and downtrodden defense. Against the Gardner Minshew led offense, which got guys is like which, which lost Zach Moss and Michael Pittman Jr. We'll talk about Pittman Jr. in a second, but this was just awful. This is one of the biggest surrender punts I've ever heard. You are punting in your it in, in within your within the opposing team's forty yard line at your thirty at the thirty nine. Coward! Uh, Coward! It's dead man's zone. I mean, that just goes to show how much you and, don't trust this offense because this offense is bottom five in the league. It's bad. And it's like, here's the thing. He is great from long distance. 82%? You don't trust Chris Boswell? One of the best kickers in the league? Who then gives it to Preston. And I love the thick boy, Presley Harden the third. He's having a rough year. But he punts at 22 yards? That's what you want? That is what you want? Like, I know people are saying, You guys don't want to lose Mike Tomlin. He'd get scooped up anywhere he went. Good for him. You do stuff like this in a freaking game. You are not trying to score points. You are down not by a lot. You're down by 11. You kick the field goal right there, and I know it may not go through. Game. You're indoors. You are in a dome. You're not outside. Not at Heinz Field. You are indoors. I'm gonna trust. I'm gonna let my kicker kick it from that distance anytime, anytime. And look, this isn't like that. You just can't justify that. 
It's Chris Boswell, one of the most reliable kickers in the game right now. And that wasn't the only controversy. I don't know if you saw this hit go viral on uh, social media. Oh, I just did. I think the Chesed Adonis here for showing me that highlight Thank over you. and over again. Uh, DeMonte Casey, safety for the Steelers, has been suspended for the rest of the season due to a hit he laid in the game on their top receiver, Michael Pittman Jr. Now, I'll tell you this. Failure on multiple parts, but go ahead. Now, some people were saying it wasn't a dirty hit. And Tom mm -hmm. Brady even came out. I only saw Tom Brady even came out and said, hey, what is he supposed to do? He tried to not hit him, like, go helmet to helmet. What is he supposed to do? The quarterback should not be making throwing a hospital pass that gets his receiver injured like that. And thing is, is though, yeah, Brady has a point. The thing is, though, K, like I will say this: KZ getting suspended is pretty for the rest of the year is pretty crazy. Yeah, it's, that's that's cruel and unusual punishment for that. It hit. is a bad hit. It is a bad hit. I know the NFL takes repeat offense into consideration, but that's a bad hit. And I know some may say, "Hey, he can't control." His movements there. And I think by the way that ball's throwing, he's going full speed, trying to get an interception. And I know he tried to salvage it by, you know, letting him by moving his shoulder. But still, he's a defenseless player. And no matter how well you cook it up, it's not, it's a bad hit. The first thing that I was Daryl Stingley. If you don't know Daryl Stingley, Zeus, uh, Daryl Stingley was a Patriots receiver in the yeah. 1970s who took a massive hit during an NFL game. It was him and it was him and the Raiders. It was Jack Tatum. He leaned forward. Uh, Tatum's helmet kind of with, with Tatum with Tatum's shoulder pad, and he lived the rest of his life as a paraplegic. Oh my gosh. It, it, it's one of the most brutal hits out there. Uh, and it was a shame because he was one of the top, he was a rising star for the New England Patriots back then. He was a yeah, great receiver. That's tragic, yeah. Oh, it was insanely tragic. Um, so, and and that and the thing is, uh, later on, the N like no penalty was called because it wasn't it wasn't against NFL rules back then. Um, they later changed its rules to curtail uh, such hits. Uh, so I mean, I could understand the argument of hey, like what is he supposed to do? He can't do much. He's trying to make a play, and I get that. Still, the way it happened, I think was just an unfortunate freak accident. I don't. I don't think he's intentionally trying to hurt Michael Pittman Jr. Suspend him for a game, yes, the whole season. I mean, that hit was bad. So I can understand the suspension, but a whole year seems a bit much. I mean, it's only three games. so yeah, and, and without pay, too. Without so. pay, without pay. But, I mean, I can understand, I guess, a game or two. The rest of the year is a bit, I didn't think of that. It's a, it's a bit crazy, but at the same time, what are you supposed to do? But that's not the there's more! There's more drama with this team, because of course there is! But wait, there's more? George Pickens is being roasted on social media. He, he gave low effort on this block. When Jalen Warren could have scored a touchdown, he didn't give any effort. And he says, quote, I was trying to prevent the Tank Dell situation. The same thing happened to him. I ain't want to get injury. You low effort dummy. Block. For your running back, Heinz Ward would be kill committing first-degree murder to get Willie Parker 
and Jerome Bettis extra yards. It's fucking A, B. A fucking B would be giving more effort blocking than he would. Yikes. Like, give them some fucking effort. And you got Mason Rudolph, please guide the sleigh with your nose so bright. Guide us to the Super Bowl. We got the Bengals next. And the Bengals have been playing great with Jake Browning. What am I supposed to expect? This team is falling apart. And it's do, leadership issues, like you said. Yes, leader. There, there's no leader pulling those guys to the side and saying something. This is a young team that needs guidance. Not the team that needs, oh, you know, execution. So he was talking about the Dolphins. <laughs> all right, all right. I'll spare you from <laughs> talking more about the Steelers there because, ooh, at least until we get the previews here. Oh, of course. <laughs> but for those uh, who missed last week's episode, I did mention that I was going to view this game as part of my yearly tradition live at Hard Rock Stadium. So I did. Got some pretty good seats. Yeah, way up in a nose, way is better in care because you get a pretty good view of pretty much everything in there. And yeah, um, what I wanted to happen did happen because the Dolphins after one of the most ugliest ways to lose in the most embarrassing fashion at home against a pretty bad team in the Tennessee Titans, dominate a division rival, dominate a top-five defense, dominate a team that should be dominated. So the Dolphins, from start to finish, answered some of the questions, but we're going to get to mm-hmm. um, a lot more narratives and concerns and stuff for the remaining three games, but we're not there yet. So let's, let's focus on the good. How the Dolphins came out and kind of proved that, yeah, Terry Kill is extremely important to this team, but it's not Tua's crutch. Yeah, Tua came out, had a ball over game. Absolutely. I think he missed like three passes, mm-hmm. no turnovers, and threw four over 200 yards and gave absolutely a field day with Jalen Waddle there, who has been pretty much kind of quiet the whole season by his standards, yeah. but he showed up in a big time. I think six catches for like 140 yards, absolutely went out and um, yeah, just dominated, made Sauce look bad. Uh, and got some critical third downs to keep drives alive. So we we, we were so dominant in this game that we just kind of coasted in the fourth quarter. We kind of pulled our starters. So good seeing Mike White out there, just kind of keep, keep it healthy. And, <laughs> yeah, Mike White. It's Mike there. White. <laughs> he, almost had a, he almost had a good drive, but um, whatever, just backups against backups. It didn't really matter. Yeah. He did his job, didn't turn the ball over. And, yeah, um, the crowd was definitely into it, just um, – we, we, they definitely need this crowd. They feel out this crowd. So that's why when it comes to the Cowboys next week, and we will get to them in the next segment, but um, they got to show up, man. Like, it was a pretty packed stadium. Not not completely full, but I presume for these next uh, two home games remaining, it's going to be packed as hell. It's playoff atmosphere. This is the way I want to start um, really pushing to December football. And for what I'm here from the, Har- the Harlem's episode about this game, um, oh, they God. absolutely... Um, were killing it. Um, they were hyper focused. Everyone was studying more film, and they seem to be in the zone. Like they're not panicking. They know who they are. They know they're talented, and they're just trying to trying their best to navigate a rocky final month because this is where they imploded last year. And I do hope, and we'll get to this topic that yep. they'll avoid implosion again. And one more thing, I do want to shout out um, Bradley Chubb. Bradley, Bradley Chubb, Chubb, yes, sir. Dominate this game. Three Jeez. sacks, force fumble. Um, abs- and Zach Sealer too. Like the two of them came out, and um, this this defense man, they're peaking at the right time. Like this is what you, this is what you want to see from this defense. Oh, for sure. And yeah, they had a bad game. They had bad scheming against Tennessee, but against inferior competition again, they showed up. They shut down. They got sacks. 
Um, they did not let up. So it was a defense that I want to keep seeing moving forward. Um, everyone is performing at a high level, even with key injuries there. So I do hope that um, we stay healthy and we get some guys back for the playoffs. But for now, a very, very fine trip. The only low light was the immense rain I had to deal with driving down there. Oh, was it, it was bad? Just, it was raining all day, man. Just pouring, 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 pouring until at night. And even then it was still like drizzling. It was uh it was bad. I bet <laughs> not fun driving that weather. I will say I was listening to that game. I got four months free of Sirius XM when I did a big fanatics order not too lot too long ago. So I was listening to that game actually. Love the stuff. I will say this. I did see this go vi- go on Twitter before um, we went to record today. It's Mike McDaniel all mic'd up saying, I'm really visualizing the one play drive here, and then the next play fucking two on a 60 yard to walk. <laughs> I am, I'll admit, I love my, I love the sense of humor of Mike McDaniel where he's like, like they're roasting from the heater. Yeah, I'm cold and winning. I love that. I love, I love this guy. I love this guy. <laughs> Yeah, he's fun. He's definitely fun. Um, oh, yeah. He's been under fire over the, the last, the way he's handled December last year and the way he lost the Titans game. But this is definitely make or break time. Oh, for sure. And, well, we'll get there. But I think we've got some other big games to recap first. We do indeed. The first big thing, though, is a NFL head coach has been fired. The Raiders beat the shit out of the Chargers. I know they were without Jason Justin Herbert, but... 63-21, the Las Vegas Raiders poured out their frustration. <laughs> they poured it out on the Chargers. And this has led to the firing of Brandon Staley. Let's go! <laughs> I know oh. I sound like a jerk for calling for someone's firing, but my goodness, what a... Oh, when, when, when someone holds a team back like Staley and all the talent that they have in that team, it's just a big relief. So I'm happy for Chargers fans that they can finally move on from a guy that just does not fit. So good riddance. Good riddance to that man. The, the, the thing is, is that, um, you know, I mean, he got very hyped up when he got hired. You know, people, he had a great coach, the great defense in, in the, the Rams, was viewed as a, a great defensive mind. Um, and I, there were, there was in NFL insiders that revealed that he had a bad reputation, um, in with the Chargers. Uh, some viewed him as a was never known for excluding a lot of humility. Came off cocky to to many reporters, and despite many believing he was underperforming, he didn't believe <coughs> he was at fault. Some viewed him as too smart for his own good, according to a support uh, to a reporter uh, in the within the team. So. I can understand that, um, but I don't think he's over as a coach. The problem no. is, is just that he had one bad tenure. He had a really bad tenure, though. I think it had promise in the beginning, but you're gonna need a coach. It's gonna be a, like, gonna really lead this locker because he lost it at some point. He never got it back. That's a big thing that happens to a lot of these coaches. Yes, yeah, the, the job is too big for them. Yeah, just like uh, when Brian Flores tried to. Uh mitigate the offense here um it was bad in miami and that's part of the reason why he got the can yeah. yeah so so yeah but you know some people have their niches like some people need time to stew under actual competent head coaches and eventually they'll get their second chance but yeah Staley shouldn't be touching head coaching job in a while like he needs to he needs to go be a coordinator or maybe go to like maybe college coaching or something like that but 
he is just not cut for the NFL right now. And yeah. he's got a lot of growing pains and a lot to learn. A lot to learn. And I mean, his he's been in, he's been at the, at the college before. He was the DC at D3, John Carroll. At D1, James Madison. Back there with the FCS. And he has also coached with the Bears and LeBron was a linebacker's coach for his job with the Rams as a DC. Still, I mean, bad tenure. He, I mean, you can't be a defensive-minded head coach and then get fired, and you you, you allow sixty-three points. You just can't. Um, that was the big thing. It's, it's poetic. It is <laughs> the way. It, it, it is. It is. The Buccaneers uh, won a close game, thirty-four twenty. They pulled at the end as Baker Mayfield threw for four touchdowns. Big win for Baker and the Bucks. They have perfect passer rating for yes. my man Mayfield. Love to the see game. him fall out, man. Yeah, like he. he... Sorry, Browns fans, but you let go of a good guy. And now, yeah. like, you're stuck in a terrible QB and franchise situation. But you had the guy with Mayfield. Like, I, I know you're probably tired of, like, mediocre seasons, but you were getting there. Like, you were getting to a point where he was going to shine. And unfortunately, I think they just, uh, they folded too soon, like they say in poker. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so, yeah. yeah, so, big regret. I think the Browns are definitely kicking themselves here. But, hey, I mean... We'll see how it turns out. Um, they're, they're in control of this division. They've got to probably win two of the last three games, and they'll win it outright. Well, about those Browns, actually. Uh, those Browns actually did win 20-17 with Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco has turned the clocks back. Joe, I did Listen, if you had told me that the Browns would sign Joe Flacco and he would be balling, I would be, what the, what the hell are you talking? Joe Flacco balling. is balling for the, the Cleveland QB Yes! <laughs> on that team. Yes! It's insane. And the Browns, of course, had a big Hail Mary attempt from the Bears. And win the game, though they are 9-5. and five, On the precipice of possibly getting themselves the playoffs, though that division is pretty competitive. And we'll see what happens with those Brownies. Yep, I, st- I still did pick them to make the playoffs, and yeah. I think I feel pretty comfy. We'll in see. that decision. But we'll see. Three weeks, we'll see. anything can change. Other stuff, I mean, this was a surprising result when I saw this. The Jaguars got destroyed 23-7 to over the Ravens. Ravens just breathed. They won that game. It was quite a surprising result. Jaguars mm-hmm. committed too many mistakes all night long. Now they're in a three-way tie for the division crown Ooh. with the Texans and the Colts. So that's why, again, going to my... Uh, thing right here like i figured the jaguars were not gonna hold on to that lead and turns out i might be right it (laughs) It just might be could be the texans could uh, could be could be uh we had the panthers get their first win nine to their second win of the year nine to seven (laughs) nuts uh the bills how about james cook rushing for 179 yards one tug as he batters the cowboys defense they win 31 10 what happened to that Cowboys defense? Dude, I, I don't know. Elite. I was talking about him a lot last podcast too. Yeah, let me let me look at the defensive stats. It was it was not a good game stats. though. I mean, Dak only threw for 34 yards passing. James Cook just battered the the Cowboys D. So a good game for him, and for Josh Allen. Actually, he didn't even throw that. He didn't go through 94 yards, dude. Josh Allen didn't even throw the ball that much. Yeah. And crazy. to win, and not only win, but just blow out a team. It's um, it's insane. Um, it's weird, man. Let me see if I have next gen stats because I'm curious. You love those. Ne- you love those next gen stats, huh? It's it's pretty good. 
I love um, I love seeing how teams stack up. So I go to the stats. Um, I want. Oh, that's uh, that's offense. <laughs> You're all good. Ah, uh, eh, whatever. But yeah, like I, I knew there were like a top five defense, and they just laid an egg up in Buffalo. Yeah. So there's some there's some pundits out there. Some fans will be like, eh, chillax. Um, they're 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 a stack that Eagles lost, so they still got a good chance to hold on to that division lead and win. Yeah, of course. I mean, granted, I don't think that's gonna happen, but we'll see. <laughs> um, yes. but yeah, the Cowboys. Uh, everyone's expecting them. Like they're just a meme. Like like this is <laughs> this is a time of year where they're gonna lose big games. And maybe they're wanting down the playoffs again. So I mean, we'll we'll absolutely see what will happen. Um, but yeah, how about the Eagles? Yeah, happen. Gee, it's Drew Lock season. Okay, I'll admit, whenever Drew, I love how since Drew Lock was the starting QB for this game, everyone keeps posting the freaking video from the Broncos rapping uh, "Put On" by Young Yeezy. I, I love that clip where he's just rapping. He's, he's rapping that. I love that clip. I that Zeus. That is like my favorite clip of all time. It is just Drew Lock on the sidelines, just rapping Young Yeezy. It is it is gold. It is it is my favorite clip of all time. But Drew freaking Lock with the pass to Jackson Smith Jegba leads the Seahawks to a shocking upset over the Eagles, who then chuck it deep on first and ten on their next drive what the hell was yeah i don't i don't know what's going on i think the offense right now is just broken for them they just kind of lost their touch um but thankfully for them they do have an easy schedule to close out the year but i don't know like i'm i'm kind of I, I i'd be i'd be laughing if the giants can somehow steal a game from the eagles <laughs> tommy devito Tommy Cutlets, man. Tommy, hey, gotta get those cutlets, man. But you know, it, it's it's a really weird situation. I mean, like you know, Drew Locke. I'll be, I love Drew Locke. You know, his redemption in that game was was really cool to see. I, I'll say that right now. I I thought when I first saw Drew Locke, oh, this dude, this dude's the guy that they need in Denver. Of course, it wasn't meant to be. He's had some. He had a. He had a. He's had some solid games, and this was a really darn good day for him. So. Really, really cool that he was able to, you know, get taught. And his interview was great, too. I love seeing the passion he gave in that interview. But I'll tell you this right now. You know, is their DC? You know, you know, knows the Eagles DC? Uh, no. What happened? Matt to them? Patricia! Matt Patricia! Oh, no. Oh, fuck. <laughs> that explains oh, no. everything. That explains everything. But I mean, chucking it deep to AJ Brown on. Uh, no, Nick Sirianni explained the Zeus. His claim was. They were trying to draw a deep defensive pass in your favor, which is like, the fuck? You, you, have, you, have a, you have timeouts to use. Take what the defense is giving you. It's, it's, a, it's easy. It's an easy decision. I think they'll be just fine, though. It, it, was, not, it was just not their night. Uh, so, but the big thing is, though, as we are getting closer, Zeus, what can you tell us about what some of these big teams need to do to make the playoffs? That's right. So we're going to start here in the loaded AFC because it's just as insane as it was last week. Oh, I bet. We're going to start with my fins, of course, because we do have the gauntlet. We have three top five opponents, mm -hmm. the Cowboys, the Ravens, and those dreaded Bills that are getting so high off that win over the Cowboys. They're just waiting. Yeah, we're going to win the division in a couple weeks. And to that, I will say nay, and not because I'm a horse, because these fans have everything to play for. 
because all they have to do to make the playoffs, we're in control, win one game, just one game, and they clinch a playoff spot. That's all it takes. All things the Dolphins. They're, yep, that's it for Miami this week. Uh, okay. It's like if 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 they if they just win, they beat the Cowboys, they're in, and then it's just window dressing from there. And when we get to Dolphins preview, that's why I'm kind of pounding the table that this is probably the most must win of must win games that I've seen on a Dolphin schedule in the past like decade. Like this is such an important game. Um, we'll get there when we get there, but that's the Finns right now. They're that close to punching their ticket to the to the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, meanwhile, the Ravens already clinched a playoff berth after all the chaos happened last week, so okay. they're already in. Um, the Bills still have some work to do, but um, their best shot of making the playoffs is probably going to have to win through the division. Um, but there's also, if teams keep dropping like flies around them, they could move up bit by bit by bit. Um, the Cleveland Browns are looking pretty solid at the five seed, so I think they can't clinch this week, but I think if they win the next two games, they will definitely clinch. Okay. The Bengals, ooh, they're, they're hanging in there, and it's just the rest. Bengals, Steelers. Steelers right now with a playoff chance of 3%. That's uh Wow. Yeah, counting from like 70% three weeks ago to now 3%. What a terrible three freaking games. <laughs> Go on, though, buddy. What else, what else you got? Yep, the Jaguars have dropped their chances. Still a 73%, but um, if they uh, if they lose two of the last three games, I think I did the math. Like, their chance of making the playoffs drops to a dramatic like 20%. Like, they have Ooh. to win two of their last three games to have a solid shot of making it. Um, especially that last game against, um, well, actually, their last game is in Tennessee. I have to look at their schedule, but yeah, like they they are absolutely um, on thin ice, and I don't know, man. Like we could both be wrong on the Jaguars. Uh, uh, good for all we know, we good, man. Yeah, I, I I was gonna click on them, but yeah, there we go. They have at the Bucks, the Panthers, and the Titans. So very winnable games. Um. But yeah, like it's officially panic time in Duval, um, and they're already viewing this game against the Bucks coming up as a must-win, and I I don't blame them. I don't either. So moving on down, Colts have fifty-one percent chance of making it. Texans fifty-seven percent chance of making it. The Broncos, uh, down at twenty-three percent, but they they have they have the easiest final three games remaining, so they could probably still make their way in. And for the Chiefs, um, like Miami. They win any one of these next three games, and they're going to clinch a spot. Okay, okay. Yep. Uh, a win and a Broncos loss will clinch them the division. So everyone else is kind of irrelevant. So all of that being said, what are your thoughts on the AFC playoff picture right now? It's, Anything standing out? I mean, it, it's it's getting interesting uh, for certain, you know. I, I do, I do, I do. I am, it is getting very, very intriguing uh right now i mean i know that when we if we take a look again at our picks you know we had a lot of them are still in the running uh for that you know a lot of these teams that you mentioned the afc uh they're still in the running for browns dolphins ravens chiefs jacksonville steelers even even though it's slim they still have a chance you know so i mean it's getting interesting the playoff picture is continuing to change. I mean, we're seeing teams that we didn't even think would be anywhere close to a playoff spot, like the Texans game yeah. and, and, and the Broncos, because I don't think anyone anticipated the Broncos even having a shot at getting in, considering how their year went last year. So I'm like, yeah. this is getting intriguing. This is just what you want. Exciting playoff picture. 
Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. Like, it, I think I think the Browns are almost a lock at this point. But anything anyone below the Browns, like it, it's a dog fight. It's interesting for those yeah. last two sites. Like we still have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven teams realistically alive. I know technically the Chargers and Raiders are still alive, but no one's gonna believe in those teams. They're pretty yeah. much penciled out, in my opinion. Of course, of course. What about the NFC, buddy? So on the NFC side, um, right now. Uh, the only thing that's really changed is that the Eagles have now clinched a playoff berth with the teams losing behind them. Interesting. Um, okay. So we already have the Cowboys and the Eagles already in the playoffs. We just have to see who's going to end up as the winner. Um, unfortunately for Tommy Cutlets for the Giants, um, that loss, they went Aww. from double-digit percentage of making the playoffs now to less 1%. So a lot has to happen for them to make it, but it's – yeah, they're probably going to be eliminated in, like, the next two weeks. Yeah. Detroit, though, in again, like the Finns and the Chiefs, a win and they are in the playoffs. I um like to see that them get in, honestly. I like they have not had a listen, Zeus. I don't think either of us were alive when the the, the, the Lions last won a playoff game. So like they need this. They need this, man. Absolutely they do. So for the Vikings, um a loss or basically I think a Detroit win. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Yeah. Um, actually, Detroit will clinch the North. So it's a playoff berth and a North if they win. Really? Okay. Cool. Um, so, cool. yeah, because the, the, the Lions are three games ahead of the Vikings, three games left. So Detroit basically has to lose out, and the Vikings have to win out. So Okay, okay. They pretty much got the division on lockdown oh, here. Oh, for sure. For sure. The Vikings, though, uh, 52%. Um, the way they're playing, I think they're playing better, but they still have QB issues. So, um, looking at their final three games, Lions, Packers, Lions, that's a... Ooh, yeah. Ooh, Tough. Tough. That's a... I mean, they, it's in their hands. They can hand yeah. the Lions two L's as to win the division, but I don't know. They have to... I think they have to win two out of three, and they can probably get the Lions once, but I, I, I don't know, man. We'll see, I, man. I re- we'll see, man. I really don't know about the Vikings, and still to change their picks now, but whatever. Um, yeah. We'll see what happens with the Vikings, Packers, with the embarrassing loss, a 22% chance of making the playoffs. And the Bears, thinking they could sneak in, but they literally dropped their ticket in by not being the Browns on the Hail Mary pass they should have caught. So they're the down Bears to 2%. Or who we thought they were. That's, That's right. why we took the damn field. <laughs> I had that right to go, buddy. <laughs> Thank you for that. That's why they're down there in the dumps with the Giants, who are probably going to be eliminated uh, either next week or the week following. Tampa Bay, we talked about looking pretty. The Saints, it's still a two-team race for that division crown, although I think the Saints' best chance of making it in is through the division, not through the wild card. Falcons, again, same same position. 49ers, um, they're... Uh, yeah, I think... Yep, they've already clinched the West. They are now NFC West winners. Ah, makes makes sense. They've that they they're the top of that division by far, and that makes that makes total sense to me. Part, yeah, they're the top of they're the class of the NFC. Like people are just saying, yeah. it's um, it's their conference to lose. Like they'd be shocked if the 49ers do not make the Super Bowl this year. And Seahawks and Rams are fighting. Um, so it's. It's probably going to be one NFC North team and one um, NFC West team making in. So it's um, I, I was thinking the Seattle might make it in, but let's let's take a look at the schedules. Seattle, ah, shoot, 
all they have left for Seattle is at the Titans, mm-hmm. uh, the Steelers, and the Cardinals. That's pretty dang favorable. They can win two of those three games sure. and clinch up that spot. But now, if we go on to the Rams and seeing what the Rams have to offer here, they have the Saints at the Giants and at the 49ers. So two relatively competitive games and one oof, tough game. Um, so that's why they're lower ranked, but anything can happen. Anything. And good. Anything I don't good. think anyone wants to face the Rams right now in the playoffs. No, no, no. With, with, with what they've got. No, I don't think so. But that's a big thing. Of course, the saints, uh, battling for that fourth spot, because that will go to the winner of the NFC South. So I, yeah, don't... they're locked in at the four. There's no way they're going above the four with all the teams. Above no, them. no, I don't think so. And I, I'll say this. I mean, Saints, of course, can play. I had one really annoying Saints fan once, but then they would go 13 and 4. Well, where the hell are you now, buddy? Uh, they lost <laughs> to Tampa Bay 26 to 9. They got slacked 26 to 9 uh, last time they played. So I'm on it. I don't think they play the Bucks again. So I don't know what they're going to do, honestly, with this team. I don't think people want to blame, you know, Derek Carr. I don't think he's the long term guy. Not having no, a bad year. The OC is terrible in New Orleans, and it—I it, just don't think they're going to get in. I mean, technically speaking, they have—it's Tim and Tampa. But Tampa look at that tiebreaker. So if Tampa wins again, I mean, it's a wrap. That's it. They yeah. should clinch yourself because they would have That's a tiebreaker. Right. That is correct. So thank you for that, Zeus. I do like the NFC playoff. You know, we got a couple more teams that have clinched their spot in more than the AFC, but you know. I do like how it is shaping up. ESPN is telling me that the, the, the Niners have a 60% chance to make the Super Bowl. So, I mean, pretty big stuff for the, for the uh, Niners. If they don't win the NFC Championship game, then what the hell? Uh, let's jump right into next week. It is the Steelers and the Bengals. And we got Mason Rudolph at quarterback. Zeus, Zeus, Zeus. Oof. I don't mind Mason Rudolph, actually. You gotta understand, Zeus. Duck Hodges. Can I? I wanna make a public call. Devlin Duck Hodges. Come back, please. I know, I know you went to Stanford and I went from Western Carolina. Come back. Zeus, you don't know the impact Duck Hodges had on Pittsburgh. People were showing up to games with big little duck hell masks, dude. Duck Hodges Whoa. was him. He was him. And we let him go. We let him go for Mason Rudolph. Guide this sled somewhere. I don't know where. Guide it somewhere. That's I think I know what's on Manny's Christmas list. Or at least I, his letter to Santa. I, I, hope, <laughs> I, hope, I hope so. I hope so. Uh, so your Dolphins, we mentioned this. The Cowboys. It's a sort of a three-team goal against some of the top five teams in this league. You say, though, that you hope they go two and one or you'll be legit afraid. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, because this is the chance where we can silence all the narratives. Like, we've had all season and injuries to battle with to get to this point. This Cowboys game, again, I'm not exaggerating here. This is the most important game of, like, the past like 10 years here because really? this game, this is a must-win game. You have two... We're, we're fortunate that two of these games are at home, and mm-hmm. we play a lot better at home. So, with the Cowboys... I mean, I don't want to sound overly confident because um, they the Cowboys looked really bad on the road. They're three and four on the road, but my goodness, like they have, we can't get cute. The Dolphin defense has to step up, make 
Dak Prescott's like a living hell, just like the Bills did. Yeah. And we have to run the ball, run the ball up the gut and use our speed to our advantage. We have one of the best rushing attacks in the NFL. Raheem Moser has been on fire beast. this season. Yeah, beast. And Jeff Wilson's a good backup. Um, and A-Chan, absolute stud rookie. So glad we got him paying dividends for the Finns. Oh, yeah. So, like, here's the difference. We win this game. Our mentality is we're in the playoffs. The rest is window dressing. We lose this game. Now we're looking up at, oh, God, we have to go on the road in the Ravens. And, oh, God, we have a Bills team ready to steal the division away from us. And that's going to put a lot of pressure on the Finns. So this is why, mentality-wise, beating the Cowboys is a must-win game. And I don't want I, – I, I hate being that guy, being, like, very exaggerating. But I think we lose this game. I think our chances um, to have any sort of run in the playoffs is just over. Really? Like, one and done. Yeah. We're gonna be one and done because I just I just don't trust the team mentally to get back there. I'm, I'm glad to be proven wrong, but I've seen the script too many times. We're in control. We need to take care of business. You have to win two of these final three games because you beat the Cowboys. I already did the math. You beat the Cowboys. You beat the Ravens. It doesn't matter what the Bills do. They can't do shit in that final game. And that way, we're just playing for the one seed Makes and sense. keeping Makes the Bills sense. out of the playoffs. And that's a lot less pressure on the Finns, whereas the Bills are playing. Play- and yeah, so even if we lose that game at home. I mean, it's not going to affect us. Like, at worst, we'll be the three seed. So, okay. Um, okay. So, but yeah, it's night and day what this one game is going to do. Like, we better win this game I, and make our life much, much, much easier. So, even if we likely drop the game on the road at Baltimore, unless, you know, San Fran does a good job uh, softening them up for us, um, I don't want that Bills game to come down to the wire because that's going to be the most stressful game I'm going to be at. And, well, not be at physically, but just watching. And every Finn fan in the world is just praying. Like, we already have two wins in December. Let's get two more, and let's not worry about the Bills. Let's get our let's get our ticket to advance now, not later. So, yeah, I'm I, nervous. I get no, I I I get you, broski. I get you, broski. Uh, but best of luck to the Finns, no matter what. I mean, I I can I can I can see your point, man. You want to just get just make this make the sweet make just get those wins and not worry too much about what else happens around you. That makes sense to me yep when we're in and then that's just right. addressing that's right other games this week and there's a fun stuff thursday tomorrow we got saints and rams mentioned that one a little bit saints and rams battling for the playoff spot uh there's plenty more to browns and the texans should be a solid one with cj stroud duking up against joe flacco i a matchup i did not anticipate happening going into this season yeah, uh, i mean either dude you mentioned Dolphins and Cowboys. That should be a darn good one. You mentioned this one. Raiders-Chiefs as a possible trap game for the Chiefs. The Chiefs are a 10-point favorite, which I know the Raiders have an interim head coach who pro- I hope he gets that head coach out. I like Antonio Bears as the head coach of the Raiders. Uh, but they just put 63. I know on the Chargers, but they put up 63 on the Chargers. And Vegas is like, who cares? <laughs> You're going to get blown out by the Chiefs. Let's, let's not get too crazy. Did you hear Andy Reid and like Patty Holmes got fined one hundred fifty thousand dollars? By the way, yeah, I heard, dude, because they can't keep their mouth shut against the refs. I know, I know man. Uh, other game, I mean, there's there's a lot more too. We got Ravens and Niners on Mon- on our, on Monday, which I think will be fun. Christmas Day, you got three games: Raiders, Chiefs, Giants, Eagles, Ravens, Niners. A rematch of Super Bowl forty seven. The Harbowl, that was between the Ravens and the Niners back in 2013. The Blackout Bowl, where 
a halftime show by Beyonce blacked out uh, Mercedes-Benz Stadium, a Superdome, excuse me, and that resulted in the blackout. The Eagles won that game 34-31. This, I, I like this match. I think this will be a fun matchup. I, li- I like that game a lot. Yeah, it's a decent slate of primetime games. Uh, like People are going to sleep on the Raiders and Chiefs, but the Chiefs, um, the, the, again, the way they're looking against the Patriots, they should have blown them out, but it just became closer than anticipated. They were actually trailing in that game, and that's yes. why I'm like, the Raiders, yeah, they don't have much to play for this season, but they want to ruin the Chiefs season and make sure that they have two road games in the playoffs, and that will happen if they drop to the three seed. So, um the Chiefs schedule, I mean, uh, they they can't they can't they can't look, look off the gas pedal. They got the Raiders and Bengals. Those could easily be L's if they're not careful. Could so, be, could be, could be. Other games: Colts and the Falcons, both battling for the playoff spot. Falcons trying to stay alive at six and eight. They'll be going back to Taylor Heineke at quarterback. Lions and Vikings. You mentioned that one earlier on the podcast so that is your big games of the week there's also some college football too no matter what we hope you enjoy your christmas and you hope you hope you have a great one out there hope you stay cozy get the eggnog the hot chocolate one number one rule i say though about that hot chocolate you better not let that thing cool nonetheless on to our pickums. zeus unfortunately had a chance Uh. to go 500 but he dropped all three of his games broncos giants and cowboys he picked they got the l I went one and two. This moves Zeus to 2024. I go, and I love reading this record out every time I get it, Zeus. <laughs> I am now 16, 24, and three. <laughs> what? <Goodness. laughs> I don't. I don't understand. I don't know it. anymore. I don't know either. I do feel bad, though. You, we, went, we, went, we went with Tommy DeVito. Uh, who got into some controversy lately. Um, his agent moved his booking fee to $20,000, and he was supposed to go to a local pizzeria. Uh, the pizzeria ended up canceling it, but Tommy DeVito then showed up for free. Hey, you got, you got to count on the, on, on the man himself to show up at a pizza when he's a Jersey boy showing up at the pizzeria. I love it. Zeus, make your picks, my friend. What you got first? Yeah, um, I guess... Brief recap of last week. Like, I'm probably most excited with the Cowboys and Bills. Like, dude, that was probably the biggest letdown. They um, lost by 21, too. Like, that's even more ridiculous, dude. I mean, granted, it gives me some hope because, man, the Bills can do it. So can we. Yeah. So that's that's what I'm hoping for because America, we have America on our side. Everyone wants us to see add to the Cowboys' misery. So, again, must win. Must, must, must win. Oh, yeah. I, am, I will say it all weekend. I'm going to be devastated if we lose um, that game. But, again. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna go to our picks and oh, interesting lines everywhere, man. Bengals Steelers. Uh, it's like it's only a, a favorite by two. It is a low line, but do I dare trust the Steelers being the standards of standard right here? Like, are they gonna bullshit their way against the uh, you? Just team? never know. That's the thing with this is like you never know what you're gonna freaking get. I could also have an apology pick: the Bills and Chargers. Chargers oh, playing I mean... absolute. Will this be Zeus apologizes to the Bills and acknowledges their greatness? Because I have been writing on Bills covering spreads, and they have been. You apologize to the Bills, though. I mean, come on. Yeah, that, that that would kill me on the inside. Come on. Like they should cover that spread. I should not fuck you, Bills. <laughs> I hope the Chargers <laughs> upset you. Okay, okay. So if we're not going to choose the Bills here, then I think 
it's like there's so many trap games here, possibly. Um, let's see, Desperate Panther. I've, I've been picking on the Panthers a lot all season. Yeah, we day. have. We've been doing both of them doing it this all season, man. It's a five point spread. It's such an odd spread. All right, we'll we'll, we'll keep it simple. Sure. The Jaguars and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Okay. So it's a one point it's a one point spread for the Bucks, the home team. The Jaguars, yeah, on paper they're the better team, but they are free falling. I don't know if they're gonna get out of that rut. Shunstein, Trevor Lawrence over here. Mm, he's still playing hurt. The Buccaneers, they're at home, they're on a hot streak. So I'm gonna side with a bit of recency bias. Uh-huh. I know that the Jaguars are absolutely begging to get off the Schneid, and they're desperate getting the playoffs. And it's basically kind of a home game for them because they're staying in the state of Florida. But I, I don't know. Like, I think the Buccaneers, they have something to prove um, that even in tank division, that they'll be able to take care of business against a desperate Jaguars team. So it might be foolish, but I, I got a feeling. I think the Buccaneers, they're going to show up as the one-point favorite, and they can win by more than one point. So, yeah, go Bucks. Show that, the, that you're the second-best team in the state right now. I hate to pick on the Jacks. I, I do want the Jacks to succeed, but yeah, man, I, I just can't trust them right now. They, they've been losing pretty bad games with a lot of bad mistakes. I will be going with my next pick, but I do like, I do like that. Zeus. I do, I do like that. Zeus. I mean, I, I was looking at the Bucks to win that game anyway, with how the Jags looked last week. And I, but how the Bucks have been, I know they've lost a lot, but dude, they have a very good offense. You got, you got Baker Mayfield with a great weapon, great, two great weapons and Chris Godwin. And Mike Evans, who Mike Evans will be a Hall of Famer. He has had a thousand yards season in every year he's played. He is going to the fucking Hall of Fame. I'm calling it right. He is going to the fucking Hall of Fame. He's going to Canton. Let's go. I will go with a recent one myself. The Seattle Seahawks, led by their rapping new Seattle legend and Drew Locke, will send them play a haters running straight back to the dealership. Me, I'm in my spaceship. That's what I work for. That's up. So we'll go see the Seahawks. I think they'll get the win over the Titans. I think the Titans are a good team. I think Will Levis is their future at QB. I, I like what Will Levis can bring to the table. But listen, but. the connection that I see between Geno Smith and Drew Locke, them doing the put on the jacket thing was so cute. I fucking, I watched that. It's so fun to watch. Like the support that they have for each other and this team has for each other, even though they're seven and seven, even though they're that. They have great support, great bonding for them. I like the leadership that Pete Carroll has shown. I think it'll be Seattle with the win. Yeah, it's too. Yeah, it's, it's not that big a spread. I think a three-point win is very possible. It's going to be a close game. Um, Titans, they're, they're playing for the coach. They have pride. They're well-coached. just that they lack a lot of talent and cohesion. So I think it's a great pick. I like great it. for you, man. Thank you, man. Thank you, man. So, what you got next? Yeah, I think this next one's an easy one looking at all the picks. Yeah. It's going to be kind of a have-to-suspect pick, but it's also going to be a flex pick. And oh. my flex pick is the Lions are going to go to the Vikings and show why they're division winners. Like, all right, they got the Schneid. They had a pretty bad month of football. Mm-hmm. But I'm looking at the spread, three and a half points. It's not that huge. So I think they're going to go into Minnesota. They're not going to go in cold weather, and they play well inside domes as well. So... This is their line's chance. Like, let's have some redemption here. They're they're playing for the one seed. They're playing for um, having two home games, and they can certainly do that because right now the Eagles and the Cowboys are kind of cannibalizing one another. They're dropping games, 
So the Lions have every single reason to win out. And I know they have to face the Vikings twice, but I think this is where they're going to flex their muscles and they're going to restore my confidence in them that they're going to go deep in the playoffs. So lines up, baby. Let's go. Show me what you got. I I like, I, again, I think the, the Lions, I, I remember going into the off thing and the Lions are going to be pretty darn good next season. I just had that feeling with how they finished that last season. They knew we're gonna be pretty good, so I like I like the pick. Uh, I think they'll be I think they'll be good this season. I think they'll be good with this game. Vikings are still fighting, but you mentioned the quarterback play that's been a struggle for a bit. I think they will be the Lions will be just fine. My you know I told you about my Lions housemate. He has like the Lions logo, the old logo that's on his freaking leg, and everywhere <laughs> I go, we're always talking about the Lions. So I hope he gets some happiness with the Lions going to the playoffs. They deserve it. That fan he, base has been aching for a they, while. They haven't had a win in so long. I want is the early nineties their last time they ever had a playoff win. So it's been it has been a while. On my next pick, uh, there's a lot to look into once again, as uh, Zeus mentioned, lots of close spreads, lots of some pretty high spreads. I will take my talents to the coldness of Chicago, the windy oh city. They're at the Cardinals. We have a tank ball going on here. We have a bit of a tank ball. Now the Bears do not do not have to worry about losing or winning this game. Of course, the pan they have the Panthers pick, and they have an eighty percent or better chance of getting the number Kill one pick in the NFL draft. Which there is a pretty there is a lot of stuff we can, do. we can talk about that later on. Of course, we can close to the draft, but I think the Bears are going to win this one over the Cardinals. The Cardinals, yes, they have Kyler back. Y- yes, Kyler Murray is back. But considering the stuff that's happened about Kyler Murray since the past two seasons, it's not been good for Kyler. Uh, the, the, the Roblox joke, uh, he has to put study time in his contract. And I know he's just come back, but he's only thrown four touchdowns, four picks. Has not looked good. He only has Hollywood Brown as a main weapon. So if they rely on James Conner a lot, they could make it a close game. I think, though, it'll be the Bears. Getting the win and covering that four and a half spread. Yeah, uh, interesting pick. I did not think you were going to go there, but you right. didn't think so. The Bears. Yeah, I didn't think so. <laughs> so we're all favoring um, NFC North teams. Seems like it. Yeah. All right. For my last pick, I've kind of been bouncing around. Like I've been flirting. Um, obviously, I can't pick Ravens for Niners. I've already promised the fans. Like I'm off. Like I'm never disrespecting Ravens again this season. I know you. Um, oh, yeah, I know that. Yeah. I already made the promise to the fans. Um, I, I was so tempted to call out Chiefs as frauds, but I don't know. Like, I, I think eventually they're going to have a game where they'll start blowing up people again, even though I do think the Raiders will cover the 10-point spread. Oh, and yeah. I think the Giants will make it close against the Eagles for being divisional games. But it's Christmas. It's the holiday spirit. I'm going to go ahead and put my heart where it belongs, and that's with my fins. So okay. I know it's kind of like commenter's curse here, streamer's curse, but this is an extremely important game. And I'm going to ride high with my Dolphins. I, I'm going to live by them. I'm going to die by them. They're only fair at one and a half. I think if they want to give everyone ease, they need to win this game by more than, two, by more than uh, one point. So <laughs> no. just win the damn game. <laughs> Please win this game. And um, take us through the rest of December riding high. So I'm putting my, my full trust in you, man. Like everything tells me to not pick you. Um, history and all this stuff. But I have to do it. I'm a Fence fan. They have to cover. They have to show that they are not frauds and they can beat good teams. This is your moment, Vince. 
Don't well, be down. It is their moment, and I and you know while we were talking, of course, this podcast there came out a story from Marcel Luis Jaquez of ESPN talking about how Tua only cares if the Dolphins win. I mean, hey, as 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 Mark Davis always say, hey, just win, baby. Just win. Just win. Al Davis, as Al Davis like Al Davis, just win, baby. Just win, baby. Like if you just win, hey, you got this. And with how the Cowboys D look, the Cowboys offense will be giving you guys some trouble. But I think you know, you guys are if you guys go out on all cylinders, y'all will be fine. Y'all will be fine. And it's a one and a half spread. Y'all can easily cover that. There's a yeah, lot to like go if, over. If, if we're gonna win the game, then yeah, we should win by more than one point. Oh, <laughs> Hopefully, totally. Let's go to my next pick. Now there's a lot to look over. Of course, there's a, there's a lot of games that we could. Could go with lots of high spreads. I have really avoided Pittsburgh all year. And with how they're playing, I'm just going to avoid them entirely. I don't even mm-hmm. want to look at them. Unless Rudolph can lead us to the Super Bowl, which would be the craziest. You know, Twitter used to hate the hell out of him. And I'm thankful, of course, that they are not. And they're actually rallying behind their guy. Thank you, Pittsburgh Twitter. Besides that. Yeah, and the fans are kind of showing up with their disgust too. Tickets are as low as fifty-eight bucks per ESPN. <laughs> you know. Meanwhile, meanwhile, for the, fi- the Cowboys and fans, is the most expensive at two twenty-seven is the che- cheapest ticket. Dude, well, Patriots and Broncos forty-eight bucks. I will say this, you know, it is funny watching this happen because, dude, when Ben retired, Zeus, they were having the most outward hate towards Mason Rudolph, and I know Mason Rudolph's not maybe your long-term guy, but it was like, guys, he's a fucking person. Shut the fuck up and let the guy. Try and be good, and maybe you'll be a starter. Stop fucking hating on the guy. Right over. I like this mm-hmm. Ra- Niners-Ravens game. That I do not have any banning on picking. I know Zeus can't. I can, however. I like this matchup. And, you know, some may say, oh, you're clearly going to pick the Niners. Well, Ravens look pretty good. Mm. I can't, They're 6-1 on the road, but who is that only lost to? The Pittsburgh Steelers. Niners, though, 5-1 and one at home, and the Niners machine. Has looked right it's a it's a tough match to choose, Zeus. I mean, you got two really good offenses about to duke it out. You got some good defense about to duke it at. It's it, it's tough to decide. You know who's gonna go who. You know Ravens have won four straight. The Niners, however, they have won six straight, and I think they will make it seven. Straight because I think you know, I think that I think they'll make it a good game. I think they make a good game, so I think it will be the Niners getting the win. However, oh, I don't think they'll cover. Oh, that's I, a shock. I I know it. There, the thing is that it's a five and a half spread. Pretty big. It's a big spread, and if this was some low league team, I could see that happening. But this is the Ravens, and I know they're my divisional rival. I give respect. The Ravens have an electric quarterback in, 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 in Lamar Jackson. They, 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 give him, they give him OBJ. They give him the talent he needs. Zay Flowers. He's got talent around him that can really propel him to an even greater height. So I think the Ravens will keep it close, but I think the Niles will get the win, but they will not cover against the Ravens. <laughs> yep, five and a half points. I think it's going to be a field goal game. Yeah. Um, honestly, I I really don't care if, if the Ravens win or lose. I know Ravens losing, it's beneficial for the Finns, but I just want to see a damn good game. Same. So, um, yeah, like if the Ravens can pull off that win, I mean, 
clearly that's gonna like make uh, lions and <laughs> lions, cowboys, and eagles fans cream their pants. But we'll see. Yeah, we shall see indeed. Uh, hopefully that game, the games we have on Christmas Day, being Raiders, Chiefs, Giants, Eagles, and Ravens, Niners. Hopefully they won't be one big fat lump of coal. Any final thoughts, Zeus? Um, I'm pretty excited for the holiday weekend. Um, yeah, obviously Sunday's going to be pretty uh, stressful with uh, with the game on the line, but I'm going to enjoy my, t- my time with the family. We're going to have a lot of. I think we also go see Circus Soleil in Orlando. Kind of chill out. Yeah, we're gonna probably get some tickets. Um, good dinner out with some other family and relatives as well. What about your plans? What are your quick holidays? Ah, uh, for me, ah, uh, for me, there's a lot to go for. Probably just gonna hang out in town. Uh, Idaho Falls is a be- is beautiful this time of year. Really, a lot of Idaho is really darn beautiful this time of year. Lots of lights galore. Snow. We already had snow here, and so I might I might do some stuff just to have some fun. I might bring the old Azrael suit out just for some fun, you know. <laughs> just just oh, I will I will I I'll do that. It, it keeps me warm. What can I say? Besides that, ladies and gentlemen, thank you once again for tuning in to the Furries and Football Podcast. Here from my from my partner Zeus Pegasus, I am Manny Jones. Thank you for tuning in again. We hope you have a merry, Christmas, a happy New Year, a wonderful holiday time whatever you celebrate and with the candy the peppermint the eggnog whatever you get under the christmas tree i already got myself an idaho vandals beanie so <laughs> christmas is in the air be sure again to find us again on podcast iHeartMedia and player fm or wherever you get your podcast subscribe to our rsp touch hit it wherever you get your podcast until next time we are